Welcome back to the Boardroom Banter Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the journeys, ideas, and reflections of the incredible people who are building a better tomorrow. This is a conversation by builders and for builders. Whether you're building a career, your skills, a startup, or even a life that you can be massively proud of, we give you an exclusive behind-the-scenes look into the thoughts and stories of our amazing peers and mentors who are doing just that. So sit back, take a deep breath, and get ready to step into the boardroom. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're joining us in from. Welcome to the Boardroom Banter Podcast. Today is Founders Friday, so you have the privilege of joining myself, Sean Karanja, my co-host Boniface Omina, and Yuri Corette in the boardroom today for a discussion on innovation. But before we dive into what we've been learning throughout the week, I hope actually you guys have been listening to our guest episodes. We drop those every Tuesday, right before we do our Founders Friday, where we wrap up what we've been learning throughout the week, all the different conversations we've been having with guests. I hope you guys have been tuning into those. But before I get ahead of myself, I want to welcome my lovely co-hosts. They're looking bright. They're looking energized. They're feeling good about their weeks. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's been a tough couple of weeks. Wow. We missed you guys. We didn't do an episode last week. Yeah. Hey, we need to start unpacking this. We'll get into the pen check in a bit, but I think I'm feeling I'm feeling nostalgic. It's been I'm remembering the the feeling of being in studio with my guys. You know, <laughs> I think I think that's what I missed. We were we did a podcast, uh the guest recording yesterday, and we we're talking about how like we just missed learning together. You get me, right? We spend we spend quite a bit of time individually over the course of the week just learning different things because of our natural affinity to to knowledge, whether it's through podcasts, reading books, reading the Bible, the different conversations that we have with our mentors and our peers, right? And the 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 one thing that we had missed from being in studio together was learning together and sharing that knowledge together. So yeah, I think that's one of the the reasons I'm excited to be back. Yuri, how are you feeling? I'm also feeling energized. Um, super happy to get back to to the boardroom with you guys. Um, yeah, I I kind of missed you guys, but I don't want to stretch it like Bonnie and say that I missed you guys so much. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> either way, I, I'm happy to be here with you guys again. And um, yeah, let's let's dive in. Awesome, awesome. You know, guys, when I was just listening to you guys talk, one thing comes to mind. You know, we've not been on this for like maybe a week, let's say, like a Ponders Friday. There's podcasts who don't record like for whole months. <laughs> and so I think we actually really need to, you know, give ourselves a pat on the on the back for consistency to the point where you know, if we miss one episode or don't post for for a week, it, it's kind of a problem. And I think that really speaks to the the internal culture we've built of showing up, doing our parts, and you know, making sure that we're we're enjoying every bit of it. So shout out, shout out to that because I think 
when we started this podcast, that's something we really wanted to be intentional about. And now it's become second nature. So that's growth. And I, and I just wanted to, to give you guys your flowers for that. So thanks for showing up. I'm curious to know how you guys are doing this week. So we'll kick it off with a pen check. Um, I, I can get started with that. So pen check for anyone who does not know. Our pen check is how we basically check in on each other. Pen stands for physical, emotional, and needs. So how are we doing emotionally, physically? What are our needs? And yeah, without any further ado, I can kick mine off. So physically, physically, I'm I'm, I'm feeling all right. I had, I had an, an I don't even know how to describe that session I had in the gym on on Wednesday. It it was just brutal, and it it was leg day. In anyone who goes to the gym knows, I think legs or or maybe it's just me and my genetics, but legs just take like three days to recover. And you know, I'm I'm here walking like walking like you know, my legs aren't functioning. I find my leg shake sometimes, like very strange occurrences happening in this house. So I'm not eager to go anywhere, I'm not eager to walk anywhere. I I just wanna lie down. Uh, but other than that, I'm 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 feeling good emotionally all is well graduation is next week I, I you know out of all the things that i'm sentimental about in this world i i don't think i don't think school accolades is one of them i think maybe what what i'm sentimental about with regards to my whole uni experience was the experience you know, so what, so when I really think about it, it's not like, oh my gosh, this degree that I've gotten, I'm so much smarter than everyone else. It's more like, wow, the conversations I had. Um, you know, I think about the times I was I was at on the beach swimming. You know, dancing under the moonlight. You know, with friends. I mean, these are the things that really uh, actually stick with me, and and I feel sentimental about. But um, yeah, that's that, that's how I feel about it. I'm, I'm really grateful for for my uni experience. And, you know, this podcast wouldn't have been possible without that. So shout out to Legacy Education Systems. You're still valuable in that you give us these life experiences. Uh, yeah, my needs. I don't think I have any needs. Uh, but I do. I am taking graduation gifts, guys. Uh, I take M-Pesa. I take cash, I take checks, uh, I take uh, words of affirmation also. I, I don't mind, I don't mind. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think that that's all for me. Yuri, I, what about yourself? How I'll, you, send, how you, you I'll send you amazing words for affirmation. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll send you those. Money, that one, maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe later. <laughs> But yeah, Money, we, we leave that to the sponsors. <laughs> yeah, later, later. That one, the sponsors. But um, yeah, onto my pen check. Um, physically, I am doing really well. I'm in good health. Um, I think now we can start unpacking the reason why we um didn't post an episode last week. It's because um, Boniface and I actually got COVID and uh. Yeah, that was a bit of a bummer because, you know, we had to isolate and go into like different spaces that were really not accommodating for us to record any episode. 
if they were we, we would actually actually record an episode to be honest but um yeah we we got covid and um uh, i think for me i was actually very terrified and just scared um based on my history with pneumonia i knew that you know i've had pneumonia twice in my life there have been both life threatening cases and you know with with uh you know with covid i didn't know what to expect and um you know when i had pneumonia i i was under the care of my parents and my family right but being an international student that's not the case and you know the biggest question was okay you know i've how do i take care of myself how do i ensure that you know i fight through this and get better as soon as possible but um as you can hear from you know from this um, i'm actually doing really well i'm in good health and uh, emotionally that brings us to how i'm doing emotionally i'm very happy um i'm really excited about you know getting back um sharing with you guys all kinds of things that we are learning every single day um yeah i'm i'm a happy soul my needs are probably linked to my dissertation so yeah fun fact bonifas and i actually do our final year this year and uh, we actually spent spent you know the past couple of weeks just ideating around different kinds of dissertation topics um boni has a very interesting one um mine is mainly linked into you know talent retention strategies more so for like gen z employees so i'm like trying to see like you know we are the future um in in uh, with the future workforce that will be going into different industries and you know at this point probably there might not be any guidebook for you know startup founders or people within these organizations to better accommodate our needs and expectations right so my research is really just trying to you know understand how you know companies can enhance that so my need is if you're actually within this space or you're interested to hear more about my research or you want to chat about it and just you know give me more critical feedback um I'm really open to that um I'd really love to you know hear what you think about my topic and yeah let's have a chat about it Boniface um yeah you run us through your pen check Yeah so the last time we were here on the podcast we, the episode that we did was about life changes right making the most out of every season little did we know we were preempting a very interesting season <laughs> in my life with Yuri and so that weekend hey we had gone for an event Yuri was DJing that day he was feeling nice hey it was a it was a really nice event equipment issues here and there you know i think i think one thing i've noticed with with the events that we do with yuri like whenever things don't go as planned i don't know about you 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 but i usually get this feeling of humility and an understanding of okay we're not where we want to be right and getting where we want to be will take time will take effort it's a it's a journey at the end of the day and the times when we'll get on stage and everything will be perfect or it would be perfect as well 
and those are no those those growing pains, right? Sarah, shout out to Sarah, Sarah Murungi, one of our former guests. She had her birthday this past week, actually. And something that she posted on on Twitter last week was embracing growing pains because at least you're growing, right? That growing aspect of growing pains. Uh, I'll send you guys that tweet, right? And so, yeah, that's that was also like when we found ourselves in the COVID situation of, you know, my... The isolation room that I was in was right at the corridor. And it was noisy throughout. There's no way we could have done an episode. And again, those instances of, oh, snap, my circumstances don't allow. And that's not my fault. And it's okay, right? When we speak about the fact that, oh, we're in Mauritius, we can't really put together events the way we want to put together events. Um, opportunities like the ecosystem isn't appropriate for us to do what we need to do the circumstances is it appropriate aren't appropriate for us to do what we need to do it's it's okay right and I think as I get into my bench like that's that's been the general feeling I've had over the past um two weeks for me with the as we get into the p section of it the fracture of my clavicle getting covid I haven't really been able to do things as easily as I was before just understandably so right and so the day-to-day activities become a lot more strenuous I think that's that's been like one of the most challenging physical aspects like physically and mentally because now you you fall back on the different support systems right so like you would help me like get ready to shower and like get dressed after that and these are like these small humbling experiences and <laughs> we used to joke with Yuri how it's a it's an empathy exercise right so as, as it's helping me get dressed we're just talking oh, how is your day oh Yuri. like over the course of the week because Yuri is a lot more reserved in his room we only see each other on these Founders Friday <laughs> on these zoom calls that we're in with, with the podcast with our guests and the different um teams that we're in and yeah, it was nice to see Yuri physically at least. Um, but that aspect of like emotionally and mentally, I I learned to be a lot more patient with myself, right? I think on a week-to-week basis, I we usually like just demand a lot from ourselves. And when we find ourselves in a position where we're not able to execute at that level of, of like quality or, or performance, sometimes we're hard on ourselves. You know, we think we're lazy, we think there's something wrong. Um but like, even if there is something wrong, like that's not necessarily a bad thing because you're just not in the same position that you were um, a couple of weeks back, just in, in the case of, for example, um, a physical injury that I got. And so that has been like, I've, I've, I've had like remind myself that like every, every, every single day when, when I'm just feeling a bit low and stuff, you can't, can't edit. Like, for example, like simple things like not editing an episode as quickly as I used to. Like that messed with my head. Hey, last week's episode, hey, it, like if you guys noticed, how it took me like a minute to lock it down, and a lot of it was just like the mental battle that I was going through over over this period of time. Yeah, so that's that's P, that's E. Um, needs. Uh, you, you mentioned something about our, our dissertations. Um, so my topic. Let me let me give you guys my topic. This is this is the the first version, the one before the the supervisor gives you feedback. 
you start rethinking your whole your whole existence on this earth and why you do even doing this thing. Um, <laughs> so my topic at the moment, I'm looking at the Kenyan creative economy, right? And um, what I wrote, right, was an analysis of the Kenyan music industry, examining the role of digital platforms in revenue generation for artists in Nairobi. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for to be told, is that a business management module? Is that a topic? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's a business yeah. question. Yeah. Mm. It's a good one. That makes me feel so much better. I'm hearing that from you, Sean. Thank you. These are yeah, these words I'm, of affirmation. I'm, I'm no lecturer. <laughs> I'm no PhD. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's between you and your supervisor. <laughs> we'll, we'll innovate around it. Um. But yeah, so I'm I'm really excited, and I think it's it's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. Um, when when March when the month of March comes, March March is right next to April, right? April is my birth month, but then it's also the month where we finish our semester and go back home. So I'm really looking forward to being in Kenya a lot more than usual. After after just building this intimate relationship with with my topic and like I. I have a strong why behind it because of the work that we do here on like with Yuri and just the passion that I have for for the entertainment industry in Nairobi. So yeah, that's definitely one of my needs. If you guys know any artists, if you guys want to contribute to this dissertation in any way, shape or form, you don't even need to be an artist. We'll find a way of finessing those those questionnaires. Hey, hey I, I have a friend of mine. He sent me a questionnaire. Let me sorry, I know where. <laughs> I wouldn't say his name, but he sent me a, a questionnaire to fill out for his for his thesis. I don't think I was the audience for it, but he just needed someone to jump over this thing. Am I allowed to read ethical considerations? Mm-hmm. Hey! <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, moving on swiftly. Um yeah, I've really been one of my needs was to just shout out a shout a shout out a gratefulness shout out to all my support systems um i've been calling my mom and dad a lot more often nowadays they just rant just rant to them and they just there to listen and my dad just gives the the classic answers are you okay have you eaten go eat um so it's been it's been nice to to fall back on those support systems and and you guys as well you've been very graceful over the past couple of weeks so yeah, oh, I needed to get that out. I was waiting for this pen check, guys. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> you can get into the topic, Sean. The the boardroom also doubles as a as a therapy, as a therapy room. I like that, and yeah, it's it's good to see you guys all bounce back. I know that there was injuries, there was COVID, there was all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, and and you know. F- fundamentally that's that's a beauty of being in a team it's that at the end of the day you you don't always have to rely on you being a hundred percent a hundred percent of the time and and also knowing that there's someone who is going to understand that i think has has been one of the the great things about about working in a team you know it takes takes us back to one of our previous founders friday episodes um when we spoke about collaboration and so when we're, when we're speaking about collaboration, an important thing that we all realized was that, you know, in certain formative times of our lives, 
we were trying to chase our dreams on our on our own you know and and how now as we get older and more mature and um you know as, as entrepreneurs we start to understand the value of having people with different skill sets working with us there's just an ease to things you know like in a year how much this podcast has grown um, how we're able to 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 innovate iterate do different stuff if if we didn't have a team set up i really don't know how that would have played out so it's just interesting to see how what we talked about in our previous founders friday now actually uh, cemented in 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 practicality right episodes were still being done recordings were still happening editing still happened um we still posted and and we've worked around all these challenges together so again kudos shout out um today we're going to talk thing, about yeah sorry sorry Sean, yeah. we're we're 26 episodes away from our 100th episode and if you look at if you look at how the months are going we'll hit that when all three of us are in Kenya and so we're going to wow. make it a thing yeah hey you i know, can't we, wait we have to have a live, we have to have a live hey, recording we have to jump on something nice so yeah go ahead go ahead that's not that'd be that. lovely this is this is episode 84 this one that we're doing right now wow wow Yes, we've had 84 conversations in the boardroom. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> you know, the other day, my I think I had mentioned to you guys, my, my mom started listening to our podcast and she really likes Founders Friday. Um, and and so this one time I caught her listening to one of the early ones. I was like, no, the audio quality, the art. I was like, stop Cringe. it. Cut it now. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, someone said, um, I don't know who someone is, so don't quote me, but uh, in one of the many things I've been reading on startups, et cetera, in the past, I, I don't know who said it, but someone said, when when it comes to launching your first product, if it doesn't absolutely suck or make you feel embarrassed a few iterations down the line, then you waited too long before launching. And I think that's really... That's really true for our podcast. Like, I don't know if you guys listen to the early episode. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's move I on. To, <laughs> I listened to Dr. Witches two weeks ago when I was having my own my own issues. That that for masculinity and relationships. I was in the hospital like this. It was the night, it was the night I spent in the hospital. <laughs> hey, that's a story for another podcast episode. But hey, I was listening to it there. I didn't even mind the quality because at the time I was in some shady looking room. Like, hey. <laughs> I said ah, uh... that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, things get better, and and a conversation I want to to bring up in the boardroom is about innovating, right? When we think of innovation and what does that really mean for businesses? What does that really mean for us as people who have ideas and and want to create something that's truly innovative, right? Like. What does that really look like? And um and, and and this topic is coming off of the fact that we've had some really interesting conversations lately about this topic. Um, and also noticing that a lot of the guests that we have in the boardroom are innovators. So we figured, wait, there's actually a lot we have been learning and applying 
from the conversations we've been having. And it would only be right for us to bring this up on a Founders Friday so that everyone else can, can start to understand our thought process as by virtue of us learning these things from our guests. So I'll let, I'll let Yuri just drop a couple of your thoughts that you've had on this. Um, I know, I know in, in particular, you've been, you've been really thinking about it. And, and also all of us have come from reading um, Zero to One by Peter Thiel, right? So a book that's very heavy on, you know, how do you actually create something that's truly innovative? So Yuri, what have, what have been your thoughts around this whole topic? I think um, what I can immediately reference from is the recent episode we had with uh, Rob McDaniels, um, the CEO of Beatport, and something very interesting that he brought up um, on his episode was how Beatport has been, you know, innovating around different customer cohorts. So for those who don't know what Beatport does, Beatport mostly is a digital platform for DJs, producers to buy and sell music, right? And for me as a DJ, I walked into the space when, you know, tech was everything, right? And I am one of those people who, you know, I download my music, uh, I put it into a pen drive and, you know, I'll use my laptop to, to, you know, to play in front of an audience. But that's not the case. My mentor, DJ David, who was actually teaching me how to, you know, refine my DJ skills, was teaching me using vinyl, right? And we were using vinyl records, right? And what we see now and the way the world is changing is that now DJs would want to probably DJ in the metaverse or have, you know, different collectibles of music. Like, you know, one of our guests, Jesse, Jessica Colasco, actually released, uh, you know, a music NFT. So just out of that, he was talking about, you know, understanding that customers that you would have in 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 a company have very strong habits towards something and you don't want to kill a whole customer cohort because the world is revolving in a certain direction right it's just finding ways in which you can appeal to all different customer cohorts and new customer cohorts that can you know come into your company and benefit from either your product or service and yeah, I felt that it was something really cool to, you know, talk about, especially that, you know, we are actually startup founders. We've had various various experiences in the past couple of years. And also we are podcasters, right? Like it is I is it is expected that, you know, since we are running a podcast, it should just be audio format. But we've seen that different people who do podcasts are now, you know, releasing video podcasts, right? You see people now are looking at, okay, um, how can we have more mass, massive experiences and, and leverage like virtual reality um, in, in, you know, in coming up with different kinds of episodes. So yeah, just based on what Rob talked about, I'd like us like to unpack that and just, come up with you know an inference to it like what what could we learn from that you know because we are always in this bubble that we need to keep iterating making better products better episodes right how can we still you know appeal to different customer cohorts yeah i think i think one of the things i found i found interesting picking from rob's episode and just the entire conversation 
was hearing him, hearing how much appreciation he had for but here we go. Something that the guest that we had yesterday, uh, I think our listeners will get to hear about this next week. Uh, we had a chat with the vice chancellor of the University of Pretoria, right? It's, now, it's called Professor Tawana Kupe. Very lovely gentleman. And he spoke about history, right? History not being like a series of events, but an evolution of human development, something like that. Yeah, he put it he put it a lot better than I'm putting it. But if you look at how Rob was speaking about the industry, he looked at the industry and how it's gone over the past 20 years and, and appreciated the entire process. So like one thing that he mentioned is is how new products would come up. There's this mindset in in different industries amongst different customers where a piece of innovation or tech should replace an existing product or service, right? So if the metaverse is there, then the physical should be removed completely and then I will move forward, right? But you know what he was mentioning is that you know DJs DJs are still DJing with vinyl, right? People are still downloading music onto their devices, not just streaming, right? So this music streaming is and this is one of the case studies that I'll, I'll be touching on, right? So music streaming is growing, right? It's there and it's growing, but it doesn't mean that these um former, the previous ways in which people do things or people went about different services and products has changed forever. I think uh, one thing that he mentioned that just really complements that is this notion of, everyone being in the same access bracket, right? Of, oh, now that there's new technology, everyone has access to this technology. And a good example I can give, uh, this, this is something I can see with like the neighbor that I'm in back home. Uh, you guys remember like growing up in primary school, there were a bunch of like movie stores, right? Around, right? Where you go, you buy CDs or you go with your USB, you know, they for 50 shillings you buy a movie so if you have if you have if they if they're are burning it on a cd it's 50 Kenyan shillings but if you have if you have your own usb it's 30 it's 30 Kenyan shillings and so we realized as netflix came into the picture um in the country and showmax and all these like movie streaming sites some of these uh movie stores started dwindling down but i think in my neighborhood there's still that one OG movie store that's still there. And if you think about it, um, it's because there's still people who may or may not have access to movie streaming, but they still go there and they love the experience of walking into the, the place and they have, it's so cool because like the entire room has a, tons of different posters of different like movie covers, right? And so you enter, you check it out. So there's the there's the visual aspect of it, like right, like walking uh, uh, into a supermarket. There's a visual aspect um, to go in. You have a relationship with the person who's selling. So it's like you've been boys since you know for for the past five, seven, eight years, and you go in and you have the the human interaction, right? And if you're not sure about which movie to get. He plays you different trailers, 
that's the same experience that you'd get if you were to go on YouTube and Google own new new Netflix action movies. But because of the the basic human experience that you're getting or the or that experience that has been there for, for some time before the technology took over and everything, you still appreciate that, right? And so just picking from the uh, uh, some of the examples that Yuri mentioned, there's the fact that you still have music on your phone, on Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever, but you'd still love to go to a club and listen to the same music there. Like think about like you, how your favorite song hits different when it's played at the club. You get me? And I think fundamentally, when we look at this ability to innovate and and in in certain industries, there's some certain aspects that will never be replaced. I think with the the consistent conversations that we've been having, whether it's the music industry, whether it's chat GPT, AI and tech, the human aspect is one of the things that will never will never go out of fashion. Right, the fact that there's a human that you get to connect with through this experience is something that definitely stands out. Yeah. Can I give you a fun fact? So, actually, something interesting is that Dr. Weche, um, who we actually had on the podcast as a guest when we were starting this podcast, is actually someone who would only buy cds to watch his movies even if you give him a list of different streaming platforms that he can watch his movies from he'd want them to be in a cd and it's very interesting because people are you know let's say customers of habit there are certain habits that we all carry that different formats of doing something do not allow us we don't want to get out of it you know we don't want to experience the change or we don't want to be part of the you know, the, the the bubble that goes through an interesting change, you know. So it's something interesting to also consider because um, I feel that, yeah, that's that I, when you were talking, that was just something that came up. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because now a large part of strategy for different startups, for different companies has been how can I create a habit-forming product or service? So one that leverages this fact that human beings fundamentally like to do things a certain way. And so if you can if you can create something that is tied to someone's daily routine or is tied to the way someone does something and is repetitive and sticky enough to catch, that's really how you keep clients because... You're right. There's a lot of things that people have not been able to shake off or ways that someone enjoys doing something. And so I think as, as entrepreneurs, we also need to be cognizant of if if I have a product or a service I wanted to introduce to a certain customer segment, what are existing habits that they have in relation to the competition, right? Because you might always have I mean, in most cases, you, you you would have competition, and and an interesting thing, you know, when 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 I was reading the book Zero to One, um, and Zero to One was written by Peter Thiel, so he was he was an early investor in Facebook and uh, one of the co-founders of PayPal, 
And so he wrote this really incredible book. It's called Zero to One, um, How to Build the Future, that notes on how to build the future. And, and, and the whole concept of going from zero to one is, is basically how can I build a product or service that establishes a new market, right? So how can I build something that is truly innovative? Because when when you iterate, which is basically, okay, um, as a, let's say you sell shoes on the street, right? So you start off with a stand. Iteration is basically, okay, I have this shoe business. Um, let me try and open a shop in a different location. Um, let me try and, um, you know, maybe sell online. Let me try, you know, you're not really doing anything new in that you've not built onto a new market. You're selling to an existing market. People buy shoes, right? But innovation is actually you establishing a new market for something. So, so when we think of things like um, stuff like e-commerce, e-commerce as a concept, like it didn't exist 30 years ago, you know, before the internet, like, you know, things like Facebook or social media, these, these are entirely new markets that had to be created. And, and Peter Thiel's whole concept of going from zero to one as an innovator is that when you create a brand new market for something, you, you're able to benefit from monopoly power, right? So you are a monopoly. That's why, um, you know, the, the Fang companies, F-A-A-N-G, um, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, right? These, when you look at them from an investor standpoint and, and their role in the, in the stock market, these, these, these actually, you know, contribute to a large chunk of, of tech stocks in terms of market cap. So th they have monopolistic power, but it's because they, they went and established a brand new market like out of thin air. And, and I think that's, that's what's really tricky for innovation because it means that our traditional way of analyzing opportunities doesn't really work. Because when we do stuff like, you know, stuff that we've, we've learned in uni, like, um, you know, that whole innovation matrix, uh, uh, market analysis, like SWOT analysis, this, this, you know, all of those are us looking at existing markets and trying to fit ourselves in in existing markets so so it's very interesting how this whole concept of zero to one is basically telling us that if you want to be truly innovative you have to create a new market like a whole new market segment and be a monopoly in it because fundamentally peter thiel said that competition is not good we like to think it's good but competition eats away at your profits as a business so 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 i think in that regard the, the more i'm learning about innovation the scarier it, it's starting to sound because Brad, like that means <laughs> like, like uh, how do you create something new out of thin air? You know, that's something that you really have to either have an understanding of future trends. That's why um, if anyone who pays attention to our episodes, our guest episodes, one question we always ask our, our guests is, you know, what were some of the past trends that informed how you got to where you are? And what are some of the future 
trends that you're anticipating in, in your industry? And I think subconsciously what we're doing with this question is trying to figure out how this person is being innovative, you know? So, so yeah, I, I think a challenge to us is really sitting down and saying, okay, we want to do something. How can we create a new market? So I, an example is, you know, um, when, when Yuri, when Yuri was deciding what segment he's like, what kind of a DJ he's going to be, uh, you know, his, his focus on like Afro house, for example, and, um, and, and Afro beat, but, but recently I've been seeing it's, 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 it's moving more towards the, the Afro house area of things, because in Mauritius, they like, that's a new market, you know, you're, you're creating. And so that's an example of innovation, right? If if you were trying to go in and do something like maybe just pure Afrobeat or um or maybe just like techno, like house, you know how um what's this place in Mauritius? Bruh, they're always playing just just uns uns house house. <laughs> uh, and so if you try to compete there, like you, you know, so I think Yuri's Yuri's example of I'm gonna create a whole new thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the only person to do this. That's like now you have a monopoly. You know, like that's really innovation. So I think as I go on with my week, I'm gonna really ask myself, hey, okay, you have all these ideas, but is this innovative or is it just iterative? So yeah, it, innovation is scary when when you actually think about it like that. Yuri, how do you? How do you as a DJ innovate around different customer segments? <laughs> when it comes, no, generally, when it comes to how you tailor your your sets when when preparing for an event, right? Because you you're not entirely sure of who's going to be there, but you have a pretty good idea, right? With Mauritius, for example, when it comes to who goes to the events that we go to. Right, or that we or that we put together. How do you? What to what extent do you prepare a specific set as per your DJ style, and what aspect is influenced by the audiences that you get there? Quick, quick one before he answers. You know, I I remember this one time, Yuri was DJing, and. And some group of girls kept coming up to ask him, yo, I want this song. I want this. Yo, Yuri said no. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I also want to know, like, for Yuri, has <laughs> has your approach changed with how much mastery you built in the craft? So, like, is there a relationship between how you make that decision with your ability? Yeah, so... I think, you know, with time as a DJ, like when you step into, you know, the whole career, like it takes time to actually build confidence with, you know, the music library you have and what you can share with an audience. But if I look at how I prepare like my set, like before I go and play, like I'd have to like think about what kind of songs will I play to warm up the dance floor, right? And that's where I get a bit creative because I'll be like, okay, 
considering that I want to play on a piano or or different uh, Afro house, like what are some of the things that I'll get people in the rhythm? And that's where I look at probably I'll throw in a remix of, you know, probably an R&B song that has been remixed into I'm a piano to like get people attention that, hey, this is this guy is pretty interesting. Right. Then as we build up to that, like I, I know like people are now getting into it. I'll start throwing in like the very you know, known on or like different songs that are bangers, right? That people know, right? Or those TikTok songs that you see every day are trending because I also want people to go and like, you know, relate with my music. So I'd look at that from a point of, okay, what are some of the things that will make people lose their minds or just start jumping around and you know, doing all kinds of TikTok dances? That's that's what I'll I'll, I'll try and like, Put together in my set and then in the very end i'll i know that those people like me who are very sentimental who wanna you know be emotional about you know the experience in in the club so i'll throw in different kinds of like soulful types of songs just to close my set and that's like how i essentially like package it all together if i'm like having like an ama piano set or an afro house set but like Things have changed because like being in Mauritius and like studying with different guys from all over Africa, like people have different kinds of expectations. Sometimes it's a bit far-fetched, but my library has really grown to a point where, you know, I might have like a a set in mind of what I want to play. But the dynamics of the dance floor completely changes when I play a song or or I, I try and, you know, challenge the crowd in a different way. So in certain situations, I've had to actually put away my set that I thought about and I just freestyle through it and I just throw in different kinds of songs and elements that I think that would draw someone who's standing at the bar to come into the dance floor. And yeah, I think it's it's kind of interesting, um, but also it can be a bit crazy if you have like five ladies coming up to you to tell you, you know, play this type of song. And, you know, with this song, I know exactly how I'm going to lose the crowd. Everyone, like all the 20 people in this crowd, if I play your song, everyone is leaving. So I have to, you know, just say politely um, no. Or like sometimes if it, if they're Mauritian, I pretend I don't know English or French. I'm like, I, I don't understand, <laughs> you know, and, and that's it, you know, and I, I, I just continue playing. But yeah, being a DJ is interesting. And yeah, I think that's how I put my sets together. Um, yeah, to answer your question, Mommy. Do we do we do, do we need to be innovators though? Like mm. it might sound like an existential one, but like do we? No, let me tell I you. Know... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Mm, I, I know. I know some people who are in very traditional, you know, brick and mortar careers. Uh, and like, they're doing well, you know, you don't have to think really too far out of the box. Um, you don't have to create anything new per se. And and you live a very happy and, and, and fulfilled life. Like, you know, me maybe this thing of innovating is is not necessarily for everyone or, or 
or maybe we need to break down like what are the different roles in innovation you know there's someone who might come up with the idea then there's people who help with implementation and execution so i i guess i guess in that regard there's there's no like I don't think that there should be pressure for all of us to be the ones who are creating these these things from scratch, you know, because in that case, then it'll be very daunting for someone to think, wow, like for me to be successful in life, I have to create something like totally new. I'm starting to learn that it's also okay to identify when someone else has done it and hop onto that ship as well. Yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie, you were saying something. No, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. And I think one thing I've I've come to realize is that role aspect of I may not be really good at ideating, but when it comes to, for example, go-to-market strategies for early adopters. I know how to really get that one unlocked, right? And so how can I put myself in situations? Remember, yeah, like how can I put myself in, in situations where that is what like I'm flexing that muscle a lot. Remember, like even when we had the chat with Jocelyn, Jocelyn was like, over the course of her career, she has never worked with startups, right? And a very recent conversation I was having with a friend was on this is not those banter ones, this is like it actually happened. Yes. <laughs> what are the what are the conversations? It happened. <laughs> yes, I can prove it. Um, uh, one of the conversations I had with a friend was how, when it comes to us entrepreneurs, any anything that we're good at, we want to monetize, and it becomes so. Um, not stressful, like tedious when that's where. That's the first place our mind goes. Because, you know, when our mind goes to monetization, we take a whole other, that's a whole other exercise of ideating. And the ideation process is taxing. Like, and so I think, I think that's one thing I've really come to appreciate nowadays of not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur. I think for us with the institution that we're in, that's sort of what's put up front, which is okay because like that's the brand of, institution entrepreneurship and leadership and everything but being able to appreciate the traditional careers and different approaches is something that yeah has been it's something that i also feel like i would want to get a bit more involved in when it comes to like i know i don't want to work to work in any startup right now that is still in that ideation phase you get me like ace you pitch decks hey that thing is tough um but yeah hey we got lost in time guys hey this has been it's been it's been so refreshing being back and we've had a lot of pent-up knowledge and pent-up um things that i just wanted to get out and this has definitely been a really nice conversation guys and as as is our tradition we like to end with founders wrap-up which is a Quick fire round session that we have with the guys here, right? With regards to, you know, how can we challenge each other's ability to think on our feet and be genuine at the same time, right? So, so this, the the order for today 
um, Sean will ask me, I will ask Yuri, and Yuri will ask Sean. Uh, Yuri, you, you, you thought you could run away today. Um, I can go first. Uh, my question to Yuri, what has been your hardest goodbye? Huh? What, has, what has your hardest goodbye in life been so far? you know what's crazy when when you've said that i've thought of goodbyes that i didn't know what goodbye is till now in hindsight it's like wow that was a goodbye anyway back over to you yuri <laughs> i think not to answer your question but i had this one in in an airport Man, random bumped into someone. I didn't know it was a good vibe, but it was a good. Anyway, yo, yo, yo I'm answering your question. Anyway, uh, well, you. I, I, I'm gonna take you back to the same airport, right? Um, I think the hardest goodbyes I have are most specifically saying bye to my dad before I come to Mauritius, um, because you know, there's always that feeling that. I'm going I'm going to Mauritius for probably six months or eight months or you know, I don't know when I'm gonna be back. And you know, who knows? You know, I I, I have to be truly honest over here. You know, my I've had different kinds of stories, I've had different kinds of friends lose a parent while they're, you know, in while they're studying abroad and like my the feeling that I always have when I'm checking in is could this be the last time or you know should I you know what what would I go through you know if 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 I lose my dad right so yeah I think it's it's always very hard for me um yeah to soak it up and sometimes I do see it in his eyes like you know when when we when we when we bid each other farewell but yeah this reminds me that i actually have to call him today so thanks bonnie <laughs> um um yeah i think for sean man i didn't really prepare to have sent you any question really um which which means you're actually lucky but um i think what I'd want to know probably is what song have you been jamming to this entire month? You know, like what else? Could you give us like a song that you've been listening to? Probably people who would listen to this episode right after it. I think it's it's a habit for me. Like after I listen to a, an episode, I want to listen to like some music as a refresher. So what 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 song would you, you know, point us to? You won, guys. Sean, Sean has a very crazy, crazy taste in music. I see the the the, the songs that he shares on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's very niche. It's very niche. Hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, I had, I had to pull up my I had to pull up my Spotify for this one, huh? I'd say. So 
So I've got, I've, I've, you know, the longest playlist I have actually is like 13 hours. Like what business do I, do I have having a 13 hour playlist? But um, I think it, 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 it tracks back to when I was a kid. So, so, so the playlist, it's basically like hip hop, but it's, but it's Christian hip hop. So like Christian hip hop artists. And and I got into this back when I was a kid, when for one of my birthdays, an uncle of mine gave me a CD, right? And, you know, it was back in those days of CDs, you know, you plug it into a, a thingy. And um, and I used to have this Walkman. Okay, it wasn't mine. It was like my mom's. You know how you you take one of your parents' old things, it becomes yours. So, so I inherited one of those. So it was like kind of portable. So I'd put CDs. Then I had my like wire headphones in. I was probably like 12, 12, 13 maybe. And, and so I got the CD and it had, you know, a bunch of, of this hip hop. Because, uh, you know, now you're getting into that age where now like you're listening to all sorts of music. So my uncle was like, hmm. You know, this here's some wholesome stuff for you. You know, young man, here's some wholesome. <laughs> and so, so I really got into that. And an artist who I used to listen to back then and still do to this day, his name is Lacrae. So it's it's off of his latest album, um, Church Clothes 4. And the song is called Protect My Peace. You know, it's it's really about how like, you know, the, the world is full of all sorts of nonsense, you know, and and fundamentally, if you're doing things to, like, please others or to tick a box, you know, you, you're not really being true to yourself, right? So it's like, yo, like, protect my peace. And it goes really hard. So, yeah, I mean, this, this playlist is awesome. If you want to see the rest of my music, just look for me on Spotify, Sean Karanja. Um, but yeah, that's that's a song I've been listening to. There was another one, but you see, the thing with that song is like I love it so much, but I just have not been able to find a translation for it. So I actually don't know what that song means. So I'm not I'm not gonna be recommending no songs. <laughs> and me myself, I don't know what it means. But yeah, I think uh, "Protect My Peace" is a great one. It's a great one. Uh, my question for Boni. Hmm. If if what what's one idea that you've had on your mind for a while that that you that it's like I'm gonna do this one day and and you're waiting for that day to come. I know you're like me probably where it's like there's a bit of timing you're doing, there's a bit of Analysis oh paralysis, but it's like if if dots aligned, like that's that's something you'd be interested in seeing through. It's not even at the old time. It's 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 the it's the reputation, like the brand, like the thing I dropped like this. It takes off because I'm the one who dropped it. I had, I had an idea with a friend of mine called Jibra. We had this back in high school. We did like a whole like pitch deck. Like a, 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 a not push tech, but a concept note. It's a it's a butter company called Butterborn. <laughs> so like, so you see like 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 peanut butter, uh, no, no, not peanut butter, like like cream butter, 
like blue band. So Butterborn. Yeah. So that's that's one of it. And then there's a there's a coffee shop that another friend of mine and I fleshed out back in high school called the Lazy Mug. So you just go there yeah, and you chill good. the that's lazy good. mug. And it'll be like copyright. Be like very niche. Boniface of Mina 2023 copyright. If, if you're listening, even to if this. you go and try and do it, you would do it the way I have it in my head. So, <laughs> so yeah, especially the the lazy mug idea. I collab with with Sarah, Sarah over here, our fellow coffee lovers, and Yuri and and the likes. But yeah, that's that's an idea that is still marinating. It's just waiting for the right the next 10 years. I just drop it. And make like a whole franchise. I love it. I love it. Well, that's been our Founders Friday episode for today. Big shout out to Boniface Omina, Mr. Yuri Corette, and myself, Sean Karanja. We have been your hosts today. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to us that, you know, you're willing to sit by us on this journey and, you know, listen to some of the thoughts that we've been having. Because a lot of times we we take in a lot during the week. We ask questions. We do a lot of the asking. We do a lot of the digesting of, okay, what have our guests said? And this is really a space where we can actually challenge each other and ask each other like, hey, you know, what did you think about this thing? And so peer learning is something super important. And I encourage everyone out there, if you've got a group of friends that you can talk about stuff with, feel free to use the, temp- the the podcast as a template, right? Listen to our guest episodes and go and ask your friends, hey, what do you think about this and this and this? Or, hmm, I was listening to Bodrum Banter podcast, go listen and follow and like and subscribe. Um, but I was listening to their podcast and, you know, I learned about this, this, this. What do you think about this, this? That's how you challenge each other. And yeah, quite frankly, that's how you learn the most through conversation. So thank you for joining us for today's conversation. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. But until then, have yourselves a lovely week and a fruitful month ahead. See you on the flip side.